would like to greet and welcome all of you. I notice some of you have come uh, just maybe this last evening and they are now here. Uh, I just wanted to uh, also point your attention. Do you know how, do you notice how the forest of Vandavan grows here? It's a living forest every day. Some new plants are arriving and more parrots are flying. Can you see? Mm. Very, very nice. Uh, the forest grows. Uh, also, have you noted today um, the deities are really in such an amazing uh, outfit and environment. Have you noticed the mirrors and how they reflect back on you? <laughs> Very beautiful. Uh, in Radha and Krishna's pastimes um, there is uh, uh, they, they actually use mirrors. When Shimati Radharani is fully decorated in the morning with uh, uh, all her garlands, all her jewels and so on. Then mm, a devotee, no, so not a devotee, a, a sakhi, means a, a friend of hers, brings a mirror and she sees her own beauty reflected in the mirror. So at that time Radharani uh, feels oh this beauty should be relished uh, by Sri Krishna and she becomes very impatient um, to present herself before Sri Krishna for his uh, pleasure. It's very interesting she, she doesn't think oh how beautiful I am uh, Wow, I'm really mesmerizingly beautiful. She notices that, uh, but she immediately thinks, this should be for Krishna. So, uh, beautiful arrangements. I, I think if you have a photographic function in your mobile telephone, this is definitely a motive, uh, something to photograph and take with you. You will see, maybe this is one of the special characteristics of Golokadam. Mm. Uh, yes, there are some external things which make it different. For instance, we, do you know that we are in the midst of a nature park, a, 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 a nature protected area? Mm. That is maybe one very nice feature. To, it invites us immediately to come here and learn to breathe again, <laughs> fresh air. Uh, the other is that the deities are worshipped really with so much creativity that we can only ask ourselves from where is this creativity coming? I mean, today I thought, whew, I never ever could imagine in my life a mirror outfit. This is really something 
substantially different. And I, I can only conclude it must be Krishna who inspires these uh, surrendered devotees who serve Radha, Madan Mohan, since many years, who gives them these ideas. You know, you, maybe you notice when you, when you are there standing in the morning before the closed curtain, you never know what to expect. <laughs> you never know. The deities are so absolutely full of surprises that, um, yes, you might as well just surrender and say, well, whatever it is, it will be wonderful. <laughs> Good, my dear devotees, today I want to give a class on the Bhagavatam which has a practical dimension. Mm, yesterday, when I was in uh, uh, receiving our devotees from uh, Holland, uh, one of uh, the devotees asked me, uh, how can we actually relish the Bhagavatam. Sometimes when I read the Bhagavatam, I feel a little bit, oh, I've read this again, and I don't feel so enthusiastic and inspired. So I said to him that I will answer your question to, uh, today in the Bhagavatam class. And uh, I think when we come to a temple, we should always learn more how to how to execute a devotional service with taste so that we have taste while we do this so this will be a lecture on this subject om namo bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 I'm, I'm, I have to find the right tune here. Oh, this morning I had it. Um, can someone help me? There is a, it's a very... May I help you? Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Shanti Nandanti Vadant Yalokika Nridhyanti Gayantyanu Shilayantyajam Nridhyanu Shilayantyajam Bhavanti Tushnim Parametya Nivrita Chetrudantya Chuta Chintaya Kvachet Dashanti Nandanti Vadantya Lokika Nridhyanti Gayantya Nushilayantya Jam Bhavanti Tushnim Parametya Nivrita Yes, please, someone else. Sometimes, Rudanti, they cry, Achuta, of the infallible Supreme Lord, Chintaya, by the thoughts, Kvachit, sometimes, 
Asanti, they laugh. Nandanti, take great pleasure. Vadanti, speak. Alokikaha, acting amazingly. Nritjanti, they dance. Gayanti, they sing. Anushila, Anushila Yanti, and imitate. I am the unborn. Bhavanti, they become. Dushnim, silent. Param, the supreme. Etya, obtaining. Nirvitaha, freed from distress. Good. The verse you know already. I read it in my first lecture, and there's a reason why I take exactly the same verse in the second lecture, which will hopefully intrigue and fascinate you. It describes devotees who have obtained the rare state of love of Godhead. Having achieved love of Godhead, the devotees sometimes cry out loud, absorbed in thought of the infallible Lord. Sometimes they laugh, feel great pleasure, speak out loud to the Lord, dance or sing. Such devotees have transcended material conditioned life. They sometimes imitate the unborn Supreme by acting out his pastimes and sometimes achieving his personal audience. They remain peaceful and silent. In the first part of the purport, uh, Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur's amazing purpose to this verse. He says, The devotees cry, thinking, Another day has passed, and still I could not obtain Krishna. Then what will I do? Where will I go? From whom shall I inquire? And who can possibly help me reach Krishna? Hasanti. Hasanti means they laugh, no? It is late at night, the sky is dark, and Krishna is determined to steal from the house of one of the elderly gopis. He's hiding underneath a tree in the corner of the courtyard belonging to one of the cowherd men. Although Krishna thinks that he's completely concealed, he suddenly hears a voice from one of the elderly members of the family. Who are you there? Who are you, I say? Thus Krishna has been caught, and he begins to flee the courtyard. When this humorous scene is revealed to the devotee, the devotee begins to laugh heartily. Mm. Nandanti, Nandanti, was 
they take great pleasure. When Krishna actually reveals his transcendent form to the devotee, the devotee experiences the highest transcendent bliss. And Vanda Vadanti, the devotee speaks to the Lord and says, O oh Krishna, after so many days, I have finally achieved you. So then the purport continues. We will read a little bit more. It's a lengthy purport, so I will not be able to read the whole thing. When all of the devotee's senses are absorbed in Krishna, the devotee has successfully transcended the material condition of life. You know, with his eyes the devotee sees Krishna, with his ears he hears Krishna's words, with his mind he thinks about Krishna's uh, amazing pastimes. And in this way, all his senses are absorbed in Krishna. And when that is there, when our senses are totally engaged with Krishna, then the devotee has successfully transcended the material condition of life. This is indicated by the word alokika. Alokika, or the transcendental platform, is explained by the Lord himself in the Bhagavad Gita. Mm. Some of us know the verse, so you might like to join me. Mamcha yogya vicharena bhakti yogena sevate sagunan samatityaitan brahma bhujaya kalpate. One who engages in full devotional service, who does not fall down in any circumstance, at once transcends the modes of material nature, and this com thus comes to the uh, level of Brahman. Good. Please, I'll say it with me. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pachadine Nivesesa Shonyavari Paskatyare Satadine Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shiva Shri Govindavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna So my dear devotees it uh, it's a great pleasure to address you this morning on uh, the method how you can extract nectar from the Bhagavatam as you read it. In other words, we will look at how our Bhagavatam reading can uh, bring 
a, a manifestation of Krishna in our heart. In the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, second chapter, verse 2, when the Bhagavatam is just opening, so to say, there is a verse which says that the Lord becomes established in the heart as soon as one attentively and submissively hears the Bhagavatam. Hearing also refers to reading. No? Uh, when we read, we are um, uh, in a way uh, engaging with the sound vibration that is put in the form of letters in a book. No? So, so the Lord becomes established in the heart. Sometimes it is translated also that the Lord becomes captured in the heart, as if he is uh, roaming around somewhere, and when you hear the Bhagavatam, at that time the Lord becomes captured. In uh, uh, the traditional culture of Bhagavatam, there's a uh, a thing, a, a, a cultural thing that sometimes devotees uh, establish a seat for Krishna because they know when the Bhagavatam is recited, Krishna, wherever he walks, he hears it and then he uh, discontinues walking where he uh, was moving about and he comes to the assembly of the devotees and sits. Mostly he sits in the back of the um, uh, lecture. Uh, so here in this scenario he would sit with the Ukrainian devotees in that, in that part. <laughs> He's there in his uh, aprakat form and he listens to the Bhagavatam. Um, to catch the vibration of the Bhagavatam, or to catch the Bhagavatam, so that it doesn't just enter one ear and uh, leaves the other ear, um, there is a certain process. Um, but first I would like to say, when you know this process, my dear devotees, it's not so difficult to catch Krishna, <laughs> or to catch the, the sound vibration into to bring it in the heart. Because the Bhagavatam is described to be very sweet. It's like a mango that has been handed down through the parampara or the disciplic succession uh, so that it is received by us in the present day. I like this idea that the Bhagavatam is like a ripe mango. For most of us, the Bhagavatam is like a green mango. <laughs> Only for those who are bhavukas, who are, whose heart is already full of love, the Bhagavatam 
is seen as extremely tasty, like a ripe mango. For those whose taste is not yet born, who are in other words still a little bit conditioned by the material energy, the Bhagavatam is like a green mango and green mangoes usually don't taste so sweet. Uh, uh, do you know uh, that this is not a problem? Both the very advanced devotee who relishes the Bhagavatam as extremely sweet uh, as well as the young or let us say the not yet so mature devotee uh, can relish the Bhagavatam. However, the devotee who is not yet so mature and who tastes the Bhagavatam as green has to know how to gestate the Bhagavatam. This is a difficult word, I admit. I also, he has to know how to ripen it so that in his heart he, uh, he really can relish the mature fruit of the Bhagavatam. And uh, here we uh, are very well advised if we go to the Indian to study how they uh, harvest um, mangoes in India. It's interesting, they many times take the green mango from the fruit, from the tree, and then they have a special little hut uh, where there are various layers of leaves, and they place the mango with in between these leaves and they let it gestate, it, it, it matures and matures and then becomes extraordinarily sweet. I'm presently doing this, I, not with mangoes, but with khaki fruits. I received a gift of three khaki fruits and they were a little hard. So I didn't eat them immediately. I have not I have started to eat yesterday one of the khaki fruits. I mean, I not started, I've completed it. I, I ate the whole thing. <laughs> and, but I needed to first put it with other fruits. I put it next to oranges and bananas because that's all I had. And, uh, and then I waited for a few days and then somehow the fruits are I don't know, they're inspiring each other also. <laughs> and it became uh, very mature. So yesterday I had my first khaki fruit. And today, if Krishna is merciful to me, I will have my second khaki fruit. Mm. I plan to take it in the noontime. Um, but uh, we have to see if it is... Uh, Krishna is kind to me. So the idea which I want to transfer to you is there is a way how you can make immature or green fruits mature. Or there is a way how you can have fruits to ripen. So when you come in contact with the Bhagavatam and 
you may feel not so fascinated by the literature, not, uh, not so fa fa fascinated by reading it, there is a process which you can apply, which will make you taste the Bhagavatam with so much happiness and relish that you will become a regular reader of Bhagavatam, like I, I think about 25% of you here in the room is already relishing the Bhagavatam. So the process which is given in the Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad and quoted by our Acharyas is this. You first hear the Bhagavatam uh, and then you reflect about the Bhagavatam, you, you think about it, uh, what it could mean, and then you apply it. I will take you through uh, at, uh, this text today and will apply all the three processes. Uh, the idea here is, as Krishna Chaita Maharaj would say, you need to engage actively with the Bhagavatam so that the Bhagavatam reveals itself. Have you ever been in a, you know, I think we all know, when we get to know someone, then the best way to stabilize or to make our relationship stable and firm is if we engage actively with them. For instance, our devotees from uh, Holland have made a pilgrimage and on the pilgrimage they get to know each other. They get to know uh, Mr. Venkateshwaram who has this amazing photo machine or photo, photo, photo what is it called? Photo camera, yes, Woo. and uh, they get to know uh, other devotees. I hear there is one, one judge amongst them. I have to be careful that we say the right things so that we are not judged, um, and, and, and so on. And by, by doing something together, engaging together in something, the relationship becomes very, very established. I would like to give an example. Here amongst you is a young little uh, young daughter of a devotee and uh, I thought I'm, I'm always inviting uh, her to join the Kirtan Mandali so that we can together with a medanga player, harmonium player, other kata players and singers do something and uh, then, uh, then the relationship will be will be more. No, or yesterday there was a father with uh, his son, and I thought, let me uh, offer the son a little cheesecake and let him eat this, uh, and then we will eat. To, uh, then the relationship will become more. Only if you do something with someone is the relationship increasing. I do remember when Prabhupada was in Germany giving darshan, he would always ask uh, 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 us, this person who wants to see me, has he done some service for Krishna? And 
Prabhupada would only would choose the people who wanted to speak to him. He needed to do it because there were too many people uh, uh, for, for a day. So he needed to see, I can't see everyone. Let me see those who are engaging already with Krishna consciousness. So with the Bhagavatam, you need to also engage. There needs to be some, some uh, active engagement so that you uh, 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 come uh, to this. And this active engagement is you need to reflect as you read about the Bhagavatam. You can't just hear, 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 hear. You need to reflect. Perhaps you have noted it when I read the purport to you. Most of you may have difficulties to, to remember what the purport was. I find this is a great problem in our Bhagavatam classes that when I sit in a Bhagavatam class and I listen to the purport because I don't engage actively with it, I tend to forget it so that if you asked me um, what was the purport uh, about that was read to you, that I, I will have a great difficulty to repeat it uh, Properly, even sometimes I can't remember even one single point because I have not actively engaged with the text. Therefore, it it just doesn't stick to me. It doesn't stay with me. So this process of engaging with a divine text, a spiritual text, uh, the process of engaging actively with it is twofold. The first is after hearing, you need to stop and reflect about it. Mm. Uh, let me do this for you uh, today with this text. Uh, should we read the text again just to know where it, uh, it is? Would it be helpful for you? Yes. Good. Then I will do this. Kvachit rudantya chuta chintaya kvachit most of you of us don't speak Sanskrit, so I go immediately to the English. When someone has achieved love of Godhead, or having achieved love of Godhead, the devotees sometimes, do you remember what they do? Cry, yes. And at other times, what do they do? They laugh, yes. Because they are absorbed in thought of the infallible Lord. Sometimes they, they, they laugh, they feel great pleasure, they speak out loud to the Lord. And do you remember what they also do when they um, in love of Godhead? They dance, yes, or they sing. Wow, you remember everything. Uh, such devotees uh, has, have transcended material conditioned life and sometimes they imitate the unborn Supreme Lord by acting out their, uh, his pastimes. And sometimes when they achieve uh, the personal audience, they remain peaceful and, and silent. <laughs> Beautiful verse. So a devotee, after having read this, can say, stop. Let me stop here. 
I want to now engage actively with the text. Let me reflect on it. And uh, the first question he might ask is, in which context does this text appear? Do you understand this word context? In German it's Zusammenhang. You know, what was before uh, uh, it, what led to this text? And as you ask this simple question, it gets interesting and you have to, to, uh, to go into to it. Uh, you, you, uh, and what you will find out is that the Bhagavatam is a little bit like these matrushkas. Do you know these Russian dolls? It is uh, uh, from outside, it looks like a farmer's lady, and then you can open it, and then there's another farmer's lady inside. Then you open it, and you see another. I have I had a matryoshka when I was young. It was a real substantial matryoshka, which had seven other matryoshkas in, in it. That, that was, a, I mean, a real masterpiece of a matryoshka. So, in the same way, you find in the Bhagavatam, there is one, when you open it, whoa, there is another subject. And when you open it, and yet another subject. When you open it, you find still another subject. In this way, your reading becomes a happy discovery, uh, where you find one subject after another. On, on the first layer here, mm, I mean, on the ultimate level layer, we find Shukadev Goswami talking to Parikshit Maharaj, and then another layer is the saint, the, the Sutta Goswami talks to the saints in, in the Naimisharanya. But here we find uh, uh, that one king uh, had. Uh, let, let me. Let me. <laughs> you need to hear the whole thing because it's so fascinating. So. There was Narada Muni. Let's start here. <laughs> Narada Muni came regularly to Dwaraka. Can you imagine why? He wanted to see Krishna's pastimes. He would sometimes stay in the clouds, in the air, you know, by his shaktis. He, he, he could stay in the air and didn't need even an, an airplane or a helicopter, no, just by on his own. He, he stood there and he would look from above how Krishna would leave, for instance, 16,000 palaces. Wow, he saw 16,000, some say 108 <laughs> Krishnas leaving at the same time the palaces because he needed to go in the morning to the assembly house uh, and attend to the matters of state. No? So uh, Narada Muni uh, uh, wanted to see this every day and he, he uh, re resided almost exclusively in, in Dwaraka. And there he one day met with Vasudev. And Vasudev 
was a little disturbed. You might ask, he's the father of Krishna, why is he disturbed? But listen to this. Vasudev had approached the Lord with a desire to have a son. And he thought, the best son is God. <laughs> so he had worshipped uh, Lord Ananta for a long time to obtain a, a son. And when, he, when Krishna appeared in his family, he related to him as a son, but he never ever saw him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and never asked him uh, for um, liberation from the repeated circle of birth and death. So uh, he also did not render pure devotional service. So he asked Narada Muni, Narada Muni, I have Krishna, but I feel I've wasted my, my time. I just saw him as a child who needs this and that and the other thing. Uh, could you please now instruct me how I can worship Krishna as a Supreme Lord by rendering pure devotional service to him? So Narada Muni heard this and said, Vasudev, your question, how to do pure devotional service is really good. Uh, I don't want to just uh, give you uh, answer this on my own. I want to uh, uh, refer you to a discussion which took place between the king of Vaidehi, Maharaj Nimi, and the nine Yogendras. The nine Yogendras were mystical people or yogis who were sons of who? Maharaj Rishabdev, yes. Um, and uh, they were naked saints. They did not show any interest in, in any, any type of clothing, nothing, not, uh, I mean, really nothing, not even saintly dress, you know, but to speak of ordinary dress. They, they were absolutely, it said, they were dressed by the four directions. And they were roaming around the universe, uh, finding people who were interested to hear about Krishna. So they knew that there was this king, uh, Maharaj Nimi, who was a, a great personality, really. Uh, and uh, uh, they decided to appear before Maharaj Nimi. We can imagine Maharaj Nimi is there in his, in his state. And all of a sudden, from above, these nine Yogendras uh, appear before him. He pays his obeisances and he says, I have some questions. <laughs> the Yogendra say, we know. So ask your question. Maharaj Nimi had exactly nine questions and he asked each one of the nine Yogendras one uh, question. So he asked uh, uh, one question which I want to, which, which is um, leading 
to this verse. And Maharaj Nimi asked, how can even a foolish materialist easily cross over the ocean of illusion, which is insurmountable for those who are not self-controlled. You know, most of us are not fully self-controlled because we are bewildered by the material energy and so many projects and desires and goals appear to us. So Maharaj Nimi asked a question which is relevant to each one of us. By the way, when I meet my god brothers or any saintly person, I always ask them this same question. I ask, can you please tell me how I can make advancement in Krishna consciousness? So Maharaj Nimi has this paradigmical question, which should interest us. What is this Yogendra, Prabuddha, answering to this question, how a foolish materialist who, who is like me, not yet uh, self-regulated or self-controlled, how, how is he able to come to Krishna consciousness? Do, do you begin to understand, all of a sudden, this, uh, as I uh, unpack the matrushkas of the Bhagavatam, and try to understand the context in which it appears, it becomes very interesting. <coughs> so Prabhupada starts, He's, he first of all, in case Maharaj Nimi is not totally convinced, and just asked the question without meaning it, he wants to make sure that Maharaj Nimi understands that material life is really miserable. You know, you find this in, in, in spiritual communities often. Devotees say something, but they don't mean it. No? They say, uh, for instance, please accept, please, no, please forgive my offenses. And if you ask them, what did you do? They go like, oh. I don't know, isn't this what we say here when we meet someone? Uh, so, so uh, um, Prabhuddha, I found this very endearing, wants to first make sure, Maharaj Nimi, do you really mean what you asked? Have you thought about your question? Is it really, is it really your question or is it the question of someone else? So um, you have asked, how one can easily cross over Maya, which is insurmountable for most people. So let me first of all tell you, material life is miserable. You can't enjoy here. Material life, a material life, Maya promises you, you one thing, but it never keeps the promise. Have you noticed this, this aspect, no? You feel, Oh, if I have this new item, if I have just this new telephone from Samsung, uh, number 108, you know, I, I need. I don't know, I think, I don't know where Samsung is at the moment. Maybe, 
I don't. I, I don't I have no idea. So let me not even guess. So so you want the newest model with the newest newest abilities, but uh, when you have it and ah, uh, it's just not what it is supposed to be. Like we have one one model in in our. Uh, Reaching party, and whenever it's cold, the foolish thing uh, starts to freeze, and it doesn't work any longer. Mm, so yes, we were hoping that this would be a good uh, te mobile telephone, but it is always freezing mm, in winter mm, and in the night, and it's it's absolutely unsatisfactorily. Uh, so so then he goes. On. He says, if you want real happiness, I'm showing you now the way. And he makes the point, you need to take shelter under the lotus feet of a Spurtermaster. You need Guru Ashraya. Sometimes mm, uh, we asked ourselves, why is it important to have a Spurtermaster? Well, it is important because he can teach us or show us the way. He knows the way, he goes the way, and he can teach us the way um, in, in our life how to obtain real sat satisfaction in our life. Often in our lives, even as devotees, we, we get stuck somewhere and we can't we can't move forward. We, we are in a hamster wheel and we're trying different things, but it seems to not work for us. So at that time it's important to go to our spiritual master and say, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. And then uh, Prabhupada continues, he says, and you know, when you learn from a spiritual master, you should take to the process of Bhagavad Dharma. You should actually practice uh, Krishna consciousness, to attain Krishna. Um, but be careful. As you are focusing your eyes on Krishna, and I think this is a problem for many of us, you must also learn to deal properly with all living beings. There's now one child who is uncomfortable. Maybe the mother wants to see. Sometimes it helps to just move with the child. Hare Krishna. Now the child is silent. God. So don't just focus on Krishna. This is, I think, what many of us in the old days did wrong. You need to learn how to deal properly with the Vaishnavas. Uh, if, for instance, you have problems with Vaishnavas, with devotees, ah, then you cannot satisfy Krishna. Krishna will not really be impressed by your sincerity. And so on. Then... Uh, he continues, you, you uh, need to learn uh, some yamas and niyamas. These are some rules which relate uh, to others, like you should not lie to them and steal or, and all these things. And also uh, there are rules which relate to yourself. That is, you need to study regularly, you need to... 
perform some little austerities like this. No? Uh, and then he ends his point. Uh, he ends his point. He says, then you should take to the process of bhakti yoga. He, he gives Maharaj Nimi an instruction. Learn how to associate with the devotees of the Lord. Learn how to gather with them and chant together with the devotees the glories of the Lord. I, I like our evening programs also always because in this evening program we usually try to do what devotees do. We speak about Krishna. That's what devotees do. And then we chant together the glories of the Lord by doing kirtan. Mm. This process is most purifying. Mm. And devotees should develop their loving friendship. And if they do, they feel mutual happiness and satisfaction. Have you ever felt in your life when you are able to find good devotee friends and exchange with them? You become so happy and so satisfied. So this must be learned. How can I become, make a friendship? I'm such an unsocial person. I'm such a lonely wolf. I joined this Krishna consciousness because my relationships were dysfunctional. Um, you know, and now I keep on the same thing. And, uh, but if I correct it, I will feel happiness and satisfaction. Now, I found this very important that in order to practice Krishna consciousness, you can't just run away from, from relationships. You have to learn to associate with devotees and make friendships with them. And then, because devotees can encourage you to give up the anchor of material life, that is sense gratification. Do you know one of the main functions of devotee association is to help each other give up sense gratification? Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur says, one devotee will say to another, oh, you have given up sense gratification? Starting from today, I shall also give it up. <laughs> Devotees can, in other words, encourage you to go the path, my dear devotees. And to go the path, you need to uh, take the anchor out of material life. Therefore, it's very important when devotees associate, uh, they should not just exchange the newest football results. No? Oh, yeah. Germany became World Cup master, I think. <laughs> they should learn to encourage each other on the path of Krishna consciousness and help each other to give up sense gratification. They shouldn't entangle each other in more sense gratification. That was very, very good. And then the next, you know, this is 11.3.30, but there is also verse 31. I like this very much. Smaranta smarayantascha. 
Mito Goga Haram Harim. Beautiful Sanskrit, isn't it? Would you like to hear it again? Smaranta Smarayantascha Mito Goga Haram Harim. Wonderful. The devotees, uh, they remember Krishna, Smaranta, and Smarayanta, cha, they remind each other about Krishna. So this process, my dear devotees, brings the prayojana, the ultimate fruit of Krishna consciousness, that is full absorption in Krishna consciousness, like we have heard today. Uh, having achieved love of Godhead, the devotees sometimes cry out loud, etc., etc. So, uh, Narada Muni is saying, Vasudev, I get it. You want to develop pure devotional service and cross over the material uh, world. Uh, this is how... Uh, uh, how to do it. it the process was explained by Prabuddha to what was the name of the king please? Maharaj Nimi yes Maharaj Nimi he explained this and just do this Maharaj Nimi did it he became fully uh, in, uh, full in Krishna consciousness so as you reflect like this you can also do a second step, which I like to do uh, now where I'm a little older. It is to see if there is something that you read that was similar. And as you study, you will find this one verse mm, mm, uh, in the Bhagavatam uh, where uh, the whole essence of the Bhagavatam teachings are described. This verse uh, you have heard I think many times but I will read it for you nevertheless. It is a verse which also describes uh, what happens in an advanced state of Krishna consciousness. It is the verse 11 240. By chant, this verse was explained by Ishvara Puri to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, yesterday, you remember perhaps how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Prakashananda his own journey. He said, I was initiated into chanting Hare Krishna, but I noticed after some time that it had so much effect on my consciousness that I laughed and I danced and I thought is this alright? I mean I've never heard about a process where you laugh and dance at the end um, and I just did a check with my guru and my guru Maharaj Ishwarapuri told me that this is the prayojana this is the goal of the whole thing you want to uh, develop love of Godhead uh, and and love is not a rational feeling have you noticed love is highly 
transrational. Uh, so here, and then the guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught him one verse and said, this is the essence of the entire teachings of the Bhagavatam. By chanting the holy name of the Supreme Lord, one comes to the stage of love of Godhead and then uh, the symptoms are given, how the devotee laughs, how the devotee uh, uh, um, cries, how he is agitated, how he chants just like a madman uh, or madman uh, like uh, this without caring for others. No, he's totally in his world. He doesn't want likes on Facebook any longer. He wants just Krishna's mercy. Yes, and in this way, my dear devotees, your Bhagavatam study can uh, become uh, mature and you can taste the sweetness of the Bhagavatam. So let me go with you through the steps. You hear or read, but then you must stop and must do reflection. To help you do reflections, I would highly recommend to you some works which I use myself. The first uh, is, uh, which I like best really, is a work which is done by one Goranga Dashan, a disciple of His Holiness Radhanath Maharaj, who teaches the Bhagavatam in the Govardhan Öko village. And he has published a series of study guides to the Bhagavatam called Bhagavat Subodini. Uh, it really will enhance your study of the Bhagavatam. You can order it in, I really don't know directly from him, you, most probably you can look it up, Bhagavat Subodini, and I think it will turn up, otherwise you, you I know that in the Bhaktivedanta library service in Radhadesh, I have obtained my copies from there. So, so that helps you to, to really see the matrushka, you know, the, the, the subject within the subject, within the subject. And then as you engage with the text like this, it, it begins to reveal its beauty uh, to you uh, like a person. Uh, yes, it, and it, it begins to 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 just become active. There is a story about how the Bhagavatam becomes active in the life of someone uh, from the life of Sanatan Goswami. Sanatan Goswami, uh, of course, a great devotee of the Lord, was uh, in Ramakeli, and one night he had a dream that someone would give him the Bhagavatam. And uh, when the dream was finished, it was morning already. It was one of these rapid eye movement dreams, you know, which you get in the last phase of your sleep. Uh, and he heard a knocking at the door. When he opened, it was the same Brahmana he dreamt about who said, I have a book for you here. And he gave him the a copy of the Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam is active. 
Krishna is active. The process of Krishna consciousness is very active. You only have to engage with the process. And it all starts by getting out of mechanic practice or mechanic hearing in this case but and entering the reflection, the mananaha. And that will help you to open up the Bhagavatam and taste the sweetness of the Bhagavatam. You become inspired. I often do this myself. I'm, I'm in the lucky position that I'm requested by devotees to give Bhagavatam lectures. So I have to prepare myself. So what I do, I take a text, then I take these uh, study guides, and uh, then I read the context, and, my, and I'm thinking, my God, is this a good text? And I'm, I'm getting new informations from here and there, and so on. Or rearranging the old information, and uh, so on. Another study guide, which I highly recommend, is written by Bujan Pabu. It is called, uh, yes, Overview of the Bhagavatam. And there are three volumes out now. One is called Unveiling His Lotus Feet. That's the first four cantos. Then another is the, the I forgot the title, is the fifth and sixth canto. And then there is uh, a backward glance, uh, that's the eleventh and twelfth canto. Yeah, I had to concentrate. They also help you. I think if you just hear one text or two texts or three texts in your reading but you don't have the whole picture the context uh, you might not feel inspired uh, so much to continue your reading but with this little reflection uh, it is very easy to taste the nectar of the Bhagavatam I wish you all the best and may you catch Krishna in your heart, that Krishna becomes established in your heart and you become a happy devotee. Uh, I think as we go into the new year, calendar year, uh, we should all become fans of the Bhagavatam. We will need spiritual nourishment. We will need Otherwise, our, we only know how to talk about football or, or other things, uh, you know, cooking recipes maybe, or so on. Um, but uh, we will not actually be able to stay on the platform of being absorbed in Krishna. And then our life lacks a dimension and we become dissatisfied spiritually. So. This is my little tip for you. Hare Krishna. I hope there was something in for you. And uh, I would now be very happy if, you, if we can clarify the subject more by, um, uh, 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 you know, you can, uh, by, by questions and answers. Let's engage a little with the subject matter. <laughs> Hare Krishna. <coughs> Yes, I see one person, Gorahari. Yes, we have a microphone for all of you when you ask your question. Yes. Thank you, Gorahari. I think I'm convinced. Elias is just going and putting everything together.
Thank you very much for this class. I'm, I feel convinced. And, uh, but my question is, how do I do to prioritize reading and studying Bhagavatam in, in the life? I, I can see it. Somehow I managed to chant 16 rounds and the service, but it looks the life is just so far, very yeah. new. And, and at the end, you read one verse when you are super tired just before yeah. sleeping. So how do you, you place that as a priority in your life? How do you get the strength? So how do you do it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very good question. Very good. The life goes on so fast. Do you also feel this? It goes more and more. But maybe that's the wrong life. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 please. Uh, I think all of us need to ask ourselves the question. Am I living the right type of life? Uh, if we don't ask this question, make uh, necessary corrections, we might end up at the end of our life at the wrong destination, which we didn't want. Let me give you an example. In Sarajevo, I learned this, they have very good, I'm not good, or high <laughs> apartment houses and our devotees often live in these apartment houses. They're good apartments and good heating uh, system I found out which is necessary in Sarajevo in the winter. So mm, I remember one, one thing, I had an address in one of these apartment houses mm, and uh, I went into the, you know, the, the, the door, at the, at the ground floor, and then, uh, this is Sarajevo, not all of these apartment houses have lifts, so I needed to climb up. And I, I remember, I felt very, wow, I'm really, this is a good workout, my God. <laughs> I needed to go to the seventh floor. <laughs> And I felt very encouraged and enthusiastic. I'm really moving. It's really moving here. I coordinated my breath with my steps. And uh, I was extremely busy. And so then I arrived at the seventh floor. I had the address, some Jelic or something. Uh, I don't know if Jelic is a name, last name. Sounds like it, at least. And I looked, there were four doors, but my Mr. Jelic was not there. <laughs> then I rang at one of the doors and, and I said, Kakusti, how are you? And, and then um, to make some contact, and then I asked, Mr. Jelic? Jelic? And the person went out of the door and looked at the other doors. But no, there was no Mr. Jellich. This was Mr. Then he asked the question. Right number? <laughs> he knew I... Uh, oh, my God. 
know, what, 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 what number is this? I said, well, this is number two. Oh, I needed to go number five. I was moving up the wrong staircase. You follow? I had gone in the wrong entry. I should have gone to number five, but instead I went to number two. So all my working, all my breath techniques, all my was was für die Katze. That's a way to say it was in vain. But while I was moving, I thought, my God, are we moving? Uh, but I was moving the wrong direction. I think many, many of us are in the same situation. We are moving and we feel maybe in our heart a sense of achievement. We work hard. We do many, many things. But do we, are we in the right staircase? with our life. De Bogiri, now you are thinking. Uh, where are my, are my decisions right? Do they bring me to where I actually want to go? Look at your day. The way you live your day. Is that how you will go back to Godhead? You have to ask yourself this question. Now you're looking at me, <laughs> and I am looking at you. This is a question we should not be afraid to ask. It's a question which we ask to our life. Vrishni Balava. It's a question we have to look, take your life, the way you live it now, and ask yourself the question. Is this schedule which I have, does it help to have me to attain love of Godhead? Otherwise, you might do this, you might work so hard, and as all of you, no one is lazy here. They, you are all very engaged and so on. But is it the right type of life? Are the things in place which need to be in place in order to obtain the higher goal of life? This is a good question. I can see you all looking. <laughs> we in our in our preaching group, we asked this question. Uh, and we, we think we have to uh, do some, some changes. Like in, in my own life, I, I travel into last year, uh, last year? This year, it's this year. The year 2022 for me was very, very busy. I, you can see my health is not so good. I really tried to give everything I had. Uh, and so on. But as I look back now into the life, it, it was a good life. I was only, you know, my life is, is 
very happy life. I, I just, uh, you know, travel and give lectures and so on. You, you know what I do. Uh, so, but still, I can see there are few things which I have overlooked in this life, which I, I feel are absolutely necessary if I want to develop pure love of Godhead. So I will make the appropriate changes and so on. Sometimes we might find ourselves stuck in a life which is asking us to make compromises. This may happen. So then don't become desperate, but at least bring one practice that brings you closer to your goal of life. And this one thing which you do will naturally create in your mind an enthusiasm and an insight and an understanding so that you easily can bring in more aspects. When you start with one thing that is right, usually more right things follow. Have you noted this? There is a law of this. Uh, we can ask Mangala, uh, um, you have spoken about the resource caravane. No? Yes. So it's, it's, you cannot maybe change all your life at once, but then do one thing that is super correct. And you will see it, it, this, this thing brings more in it. Why is this so, Mangala? Oh, it's just it, it's just like that, or aha. Uh -huh. it, uh, it, it's a principle of sattva. Please, sag doch ein bisschen das ein bisschen. Because it's a principle of energy that every energy attracts more of the same energy. Yeah. And if we get Krishna energy in our life, just a little bit, it attracts more of Krishna energy. <laughs> and, and Wonderful. Um, of course, Krishna energy is um, supported by sattvic energy, so we can then start having sattva. Uh, automatically drives our Yes. Yes. Especially by hearing, uh, Krishna comes into our heart, and then he becomes active. He, all of a sudden you will find, oh, I don't have any desire any longer to do this time waster, you know, to engage in this time wasting activity. You, you will find it, you will ask, well, what happened to me? Well, Krishna has happened to you. <laughs> he was... Uh, I'm making the sound of street sweeping, you know. Good. Yes, yes, we have a microphone for you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Uh, you mentioned the lecture that before we start focusing on Krishna, we should uh, learn how to deal with uh, Vaishnava, how to associate with devotees. Uh, in this, I have a question. Uh, has someone who just started the process of Krishna consciousness, how we should practically deal with the Vaishnavas? or devotees in simple ways and the second question is that if suppose we come up with a conflict of views with the devotees mm -hmm. how we should effectively deal with it 
Wonderful, wonderful question. Yes, uh, the way to deal with devotees of the Lord is um, given in this Bhagavatam verse, we should learn to associate with devotees on the spiritual platform. This is very, very important. If you look around in this room, most of the people are not people whom you would ordinarily meet. You meet these devotees only, uh, you meet with these people in the room only because we are all engaged in one activity that is to, to, to celebrate Krishna, no? uh, to serve Krishna. So if this unifying principle of serving Krishna is not there in the association of devotees, there is no reason to stay with these people. There, there, uh, there is no... You, you follow, no? Yes. So, therefore, uh, the Bhagavatam says one should learn to associate with the devotees of the Lord by hearing and chanting. This is what we do the whole time here we, uh, in doing this uh, Sangha Mela. Or we should serve together. We should unify. Mm. Prabhupada once uh, gave a lecture where he said uh, the world is needing Krishna consciousness desperately. We should not waste our time between us to argue between us uh, about minor differences. We should unite in this one work to give the world of what it needs, Krishna consciousness. So, so here he brings out the principle that uh, uh, associate on the unifying principle. Now when there are differences of views which which will happen someone thinks we should have um, we should rent the church in Amsterdam for a program and someone else thinks no let us all make a pilgrimage to uh, to the Bhakti, to Radhadesh and so on no so there may be different views uh, and uh, um, we should not quarrel because of these views. We should just sit and discuss what is best. No? And uh, what is best, what is our criterion here? What is best for the service of the devotees and Krishna? There will be different differences. Please don't be an illusion. As long as we are in a material body and have a material mind, there will be different perspectives. Someone has this type of education, another has another education, someone has this inclination or this tendency, another has that inclination or tendency. There will be differences. Uh, to expect that there are no differences amongst devotees is to expect an utopia something that is cannot stand in reality. Um, 
but we need to work out our differences by referring to the unifying principle that this is service for Krishna uh, and cooperate in in what in in whatever way and sometimes you may need to say okay i see it differently but you see it like this then let us do like like you see no 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 uh, let me not be so attached to my perspective because after all it's only a viewpoint a view from a point you stand at another point and have another view <laughs> You learn this when you become older. You don't become so attached to your own ways. Hare mm. Krishna. At least this is how it should go. You should, it should go. Hare mm -hmm. Krishna. It's more important to be unified in Krishna consciousness than to be right. <laughs> or have your own way, so to say. Yes, here is Chaitanya, no? Some Chaitanya. Nithai Chandra. Also good. Yes, Hare Krishna. Thank you very much for the today's class. It was very practical. I'm very excited to try about uh, what you gave. Also, also some more thing which I wanted to get some tips about is like uh, one of the prominent. Uh, points which I want to take back from this Sangha is that important principles you were mentioning uh, about always remembering Krishna and never forgetting. Yes. So, so like in everyday life as a devotee it's never zero or one. Like I, I, I what's, the, what's the threshold because when do I know that okay I, I forgot it because also in, in, in follow up to Prabhu's question it's like fast pace I always think okay it's doing good everything is fine and yeah. then I come to Sangha then I will give a brief answer to this question. How do I know? How do I check myself? And then I will end because I just noted you must be hungry. It's already 9.30. It's a scandal. I'm so sorry. I became so inspired. Mm -hmm. that I didn't look at my wristwatch. Um, in, in devotional life, a spiritual life, you should stop for some time, for, for, from time to time, and you should ask yourself two simple questions, and then you know where you are on the map. The first simple question is, am I becoming more detached from Maya, uh, you know, is that working? Do I become more detached from Maya? The second question is, do I become more attached to Krishna? And, and you can easily find it out. It's, it's easily. You can, you, can, you can even check how you feel. When you're more attached to Maya, oof, you become more upset, more irritable, ir irritable? Yeah, irritable, more this, and if you feel I become more attached to Krishna, you become, you become more. Ha! Ah, you really can leave the world of illusions behind, and you are very satisfied in your heart, very satisfied. 
This is a simple answer, but sometimes it's good to have simple things, you know, which work immediately. I want to thank you very much to, for listening. Uh, I'm sorry I went over time. This happens when the subject matter is so inspiring for the speaker. Thank you very, very much.